Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Well, how's your how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I actually I saw a piece of entertainment news today. It made me think of you. Oh wow. Was was it about someone failing at having their own NPR show? <laughs> like they have their own NPR show, right. but it's unsuccessful. No, no. This was uh this was a, a story about the world of music. And I know okay. you're just a big music guy. Oh. Uh okay. know, records, I love forty five Jordan long plays. I, Jordan. I love music. Yeah. It's the stuff of life. That's you're always saying that. So yeah. this, when I saw this music story, I'm like Music and food. Sure. <laughs> play on. <laughs> play on Maestro, play on Chef. Yes. And warmth of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't forget to shine down on us now. <laughs> Not always, only sometimes. Sure. <laughs> only in the day now. <laughs> um so so I saw this. These and I'm are like, the stuffs of life. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is a big story in the world of music. Yeah. Jesse's gonna be thrilled. I got oh. it. I'm sure you've seen it already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Oh yeah. Um the band Creed is reuniting. Oh my God, that's incredible! Yeah, Creed. Um, you know, for our younger listeners, um, you know, seminal uh, '90s alt rock band. Uh, you know, they like, planted the seed in the womb of Christ. Right. Yes. Yeah, so you know, vague, vaguely Christian, but you know, you kind of had to be listening for it. You know, might be about a girl, could be about Christ, but you know. Uh, you they know, were sort of uh, the people might remember, like even right. younger people probably know Nirvana and Pearl Jam, yeah, sure. these kinds of bands. And then that sort of, uh, you know, that was superseded by certain other aesthetics, pop punk right, and so sure. forth. And it's uh, sort of curdled into a nightmare, right? Yeah, Creed's known like, as what Creed. If, what if? What if? We just take the edge off. What if yeah. this? You know, all of the good things about that. What if we just made them worse? Sure. What this is about? This is about you know uh, uh, being uh, being disaffected and being you know upset with society. What if, what if this was about how great God was? Yeah, but they would retain the same sort of like. Like, kind of vocal style. That's the main. But so they were gone for a while, but they're back. And they're back. um, They're back in the form of a a 90s alternative rock cruise. Oh, all right. So so this is exciting. I'm going to read the lineup to you. This is Summer of 99. Summer of 99. Can I make some guesses? Okay. Our guest on the program. I'm so sorry. That was very immature. No, we're thrilled to have you. First of all, immature, not on the cruise. (laughs) Uh, Second of all, they're on the Tevin Campbell cruise. (laughs) cruise. Actually, same boat, different deck. (laughs) Um, They're on the Lido deck. Our guest. The only deck I could think of is Lido. Our Mm -hmm. guest on the. That's on the Boss Gags cruise. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we've had a lot of fun. That's the end of the program. Silver bullet band. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, no, shuffle? it's Boscags. Boscags. Oh. Lido shuffle. We're talking about. That's we're talking Boss. about. Okay. Oh, that's Boss, baby. R slash Boscags. By the way, if you want to discuss this episode on Reddit, um, sometimes people come in there and post about Boscags. Fun. We started that Reddit a long time ago. Uh, our guest on the program uh, is stand-up comic, one of the hosts of Do You Need a Ride. One of our favorite guys. Just an all-time Jordan Jesse Go legend, Chris Fairbanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And Chris has some guesses to share. Oh, I'm just the lineup. I have the, the lineup here. I'm, yeah, if you guys want to just, uh, I mean, this is, mainly Huba, I wanted to talk about. Huba Stank will be on there. Great guest, no. Oh, really? Yeah. God. Couldn't get the stank. See, really? now I feel like I'm. I'm cheating because I worked in the huge music guy. I'm a huge music guy, and I worked in the young women's section of Macy's in 1999. (laughs) This is where you Uh would hear a lot of these hits. Um, But if Creed is there, it might be heavier than I expected. But Mm -hmm. my my first guess was LFO. Uh, No, LFO not on the bill. And yeah, I think your first instinct was right. This is more. I think they're more more pop. This is more guitar driven. So Stained is on there. No, all great guess. No, no. I have a story about that guy. Okay, uh, I'm going right. to say... We'll get to your stain story at some point. Ooh, I'm going to say The Guess Who. Not the Guess Who. <laughs> no. Uh, are you right? Can I... The Grassroots. <laughs> no, okay, great guess. Okay, let's hear the actual... You want? Okay, uh, so Creed, of course, Three Doors Down, Buck mm-hmm. Cherry, Tonic, Vertical Horizon, Fuel, the Verve Pipe. The right. Verve Pipe's just in there. Yeah. 
Well, I actually like that. Well, they're probably. I mean, at the end of the day, let's say you're in the verb pipe. You're in the verb pipe. Yeah, always okay. in the PM. Yes. Let's say that you're in the verb pipe. Somebody calls you up and says, "That, that tight, nasty little pipe." <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, that pipe. <laughs> uh, somebody calls you up and says. We'd like to offer you, offer you a lucrative con, con, concert opportunity, plus you get to go swimming in the Bahamas. What do yeah. you say? You say, yeah, sure. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. I'm not above this. Will there be room temperature right. shellfish? Would yeah. you like to play somewhere that's not a county fair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there will be funnel cake. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, obviously, like, the big story here. All these bands are great. Uh, but Some of a, the greatest bands a, of a, all time. It's a Creed cruise. And I think that's that's really awesome that there's a Creed cruise. And I don't know. It just kind of made me want to sing about it. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to open okay, up. Okay, so just so you know, Chris. Jordan has the spirit of song in his heart. Right. A lot of so you. I don't know if you. You worked with him for a long time, obviously on not, Fuel. And I have not heard him express been, himself. Been a guest yeah. on the show many times. In any ways. If it helps, if it helps explain what's about to happen, yeah, I'm I'll just, just say out of my phone to play a karaoke yeah, track so here. Jordan oh, so, has the spirit of song in his heart. Yeah. So I, he likes. I was just so excited about this creature. You cruise. think you know a guy? So yeah. here, here's the thing, Chris. Yeah. He'd hate to hide his light under a bushel. Can't do it. No. Can't no. do it. Won't do it. No, no. Okay. So I just got so I, I have to sing about it. I was so yeah. excited about this Creed cruise. We're all given the yeah. a gift. God gives us a gift. It's a crime not to share sure it. Jordan's is the gift of song. Phone here. And his I would say his second gift is probably uh techno wrangling. Yeah, so here we go. This okay. Is just one to remind you that this is yeah. not a Creed cruise. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. It's my good Creed song. Yeah. This is not this isn't a Creed song. It's about the Creed cruise. Okay. It's about the cruise. This isn't about the band. It's not okay. one of their songs. Got it. As you might guess. Is this a Scott Stapp solo? No, no. It's a You got a puka shell necklace and tribal tattoos. You peaked in the nineties and got nothing to lose. You hooked on Jesus but bloated from booze. Won't you let me take you on a Creed cruise? Ooh we Ooh wee baby, ooh wee, uh-huh. ooh wee baby, ooh wee, ooh wee baby. Won't you let me take you on a Creed cruise? You wanna get drunk and go down a water slide? <laughs> Marriage broke up, but the important thing is you tried. It is. <laughs> It doesn't really matter that your wife took the kids. You got a new pair of board shorts and a new hat from Lids. You got shit in your pants and a mystery bruise. Won't you let me take you on a Creed cruise? That was the song about the Creed cruise. God. What have you been up to, Jesse? Where did Jordan? Where uh, did Jordan go? And where did that incredible songbird come in? The, it was me the uh, whole time. The funny thing is, I know there's an original to whatever that was, <laughs> but the ver- the version I had was "Ooey Seafood Baby." Oh, so you're probably remembering a jingle. Take me down to fuck. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, "Sea Cruise." Mm-hmm. That is a '50s uh, rock and roll song by yeah, Scott Stapp. C- yeah. Scott Stapp. It's just funny because I mentioned the the, the room temperature uh, shellfish, yeah. and uh, I thought that was the seafood song. I'm like, this is lining up perfectly. I have now. a yeah. Scott Sapp question for <laughs> yeah, you guys. <laughs> manager Frankie of Lids. Frankie Ford originally recorded that. I knew that. there'd I be a Jerry manager, Lee Lewis manager of Lids in there. Here's my here's my question for you. You get a call from a pal. Yeah. Not a great pal. Not a Chris Fairbanks, but somebody you like. Mm-hmm. Say, I got tickets to see Scott Stapp. Doing the biggest hits of the rock and roll era. Mm-hmm. It's, of course, the 1950s into the sure. early 1960s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a So it, it's sort of like a shanana type experience, mm-hmm. but it's Scott Stapp. Right. Um, and it's in, like, I'm not going to say Oxnard. Let's just say, like, Long Beach. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's not you're like spending an hour in the car. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna take you a while to get there. You're not that familiar with the venue. You're gonna have to park and walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be kind of a production, but it it won't be like awful when you get there. It won't be like gross or something. It'll be it'll be nice enough probably. You know, you get a mai tai or whatever. Yeah. Uh, are you going? Oh, it's a Wednesday night. It's on a Wednesday night. 
Yeah, I've done. I, you're describing a thing I've done. My <laughs> buddies were in town for an apparel screen printing and embroidery convention in Long Beach. Ooh. Performing at it was Sugar Ray. It was a weekday. They asked me to go down. I said, God damn right. I was there before they hung up the phone. <laughs> and it was the best act. They were, I enjoyed it. That's the funny thing. Like they do, uh, you know, breezy, you know, not that early. Don't you mess with my green machine, the hard stuff. Right. They know, Wait, they know people. What, don't mess with my green. Was it about, they, was it about them Sugar standing up against be, people who would keep them from cleaning urban sidewalks? They were a, like a hardcore type. Band yeah. Super Ray and doing Island vibes. I <laughs> Island right, vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Having a toaster in every other song. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I think Sugar Ray is, similar to Goo Goo Dolls, who did kind of similar, you know, um, kind of down the middle, Macy's friendly, alternative rock in the 90s. Yeah. In that if you were in the know, you liked to tell people like, oh, they used to be a punk band. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then they had the one, you know, radio hit. Well, can I ask you a question about the toasters in Sugar Ray? Yeah. These toasters. Now, when we say toasters, we're talking here about reggae toasters. Yes, sure. We're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to be clear for anybody at home who's not familiar with the genre. Are these like? Are we talking about like they would bring in Supercat, or are we talking about like <laughs> guy it's in just Sugar a Ray guy they know from a... Long Beach? Great question. Could, yeah. Can't answer that. I th I think the tradition in those instances was to bring in a known person to lend a little bit of credibility to it. Right. I, From I, the third wave Scott? No, I think I You're th talking about the toasters, right? The oh, band? No, I'm oh. not. And they're a second wave Scott band, Chris. I'm sorry. Well they they I, you know, wave all right, straight. All right, RIP your mentions. <laughs> the, that those waves oh were God. pretty close together. Uh yeah. they were in the third as well. Keep but those I like they, they well, yes, I mean they had a, res a resurgence in the yeah. I had a resurgence. In the I like the wave. toasters. Yeah. And so I don't I I'm I'm back to not knowing what to, yeah. what kind Don't of let the toasters. A toaster is, you know, the it's like the it's like the rapper, but the but less than maybe a little less than a dance hall rapper. Ah, uh, you know what I mean. Gotcha. Not quite an MC. Not a little short of that, but like a you know like a guy who's doing some talking on it. Sure, some reggae yeah, talking. reggae talking. Yeah, gotcha. reggae talker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear you, Chris. I uh, I want to address something um, that I thought was very impressive. Um, so I, I helped Chris into the garage today. Yes. Oh. Uh, used my clicker to let him into the building. Yeah. That is really good of you. Yeah, I waited people... outside patiently. I was good during this, too. I waited patiently. Well, waited people patiently. write to me a lot, and they say, Jordan seems like a real asshole on Jordan Jesse Go. And That's just my character. It's like yeah. Andrew Dice Clay, you know? Yeah. That's why that's why we call him the Dice Man. That's right. Jordan. <laughs> Always smoking over my yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> fucking cartoon characters. That's because of a shoulder injury that you had when you were I high school I cannot smoke normally. I <laughs> yeah. cannot smoke normally. It would yeah. kill me to smoke normally. Yeah. I have to smoke like this or I will die. You smoking is like a scene from Le Lethal Weapon where you actually have to pop your <laughs> shoulder out of socket. Yeah. 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 Um so we we you know we, we we record in the evenings around eight p.m. and I guess if 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 you're driving in from somewhere, dinner dinner's going to be an issue. Oh, yeah. yeah, and maybe you're you know eating a little early. Maybe you're grabbing something on the way. Uh, Chris grabbed something on the way. It was a salad, and you were eating it out of your lap in the car. Yeah. Oh my god, way to go! Yeah, holy shit, uh, car sa lap salad. I didn't want to. This guy's snarfing a lap salad. People uh, die this way, Chris. I, uh, the fork was aimed right at my face. At any point, I could have been impaled. <laughs> and, and I announced it. I knew it was hilarious. I'm like, I got a lap salad. Mm -hmm. Remember, I rolled down the window. That was. Fun. I announced it again as I parked. Mm -hmm. Lap salad coming. Through. Through. Lap salad sounds like something that a giggling 18-year-old would tell his dorm roommate is on uh, Urban Dictionary. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we should try it. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need a bottle of ranch dressing and some sliced cucumbers. It would be in like an American Pie knockoff. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you haven't had the lap salad, bro? <laughs> yeah. Um, salad. That's really uh, Yeah, incredible. I was amazed you were so committed to... You know, like healthy choices. I have a follow-up. I, I have I a have question. Been lately, did yeah. you get it from some sort of salad drive-through? I got it. Yeah, the, I on the way here was uh, on ma on my maps app. 
looking for different drive throughs It's mostly fast food. And uh, so, no, I pulled over. I usually go to the Chez Panisse drive-thru. I would have been here right at 730, but I waited a long time for this salad. And uh, they put the dressing on. I wanted it on the side. No. Was, uh, so, wait, wait, you know. So you didn't just want to lapse. You wanted to dress the salad also in the car. This I, fucking guy committed. I, I as I was driving, I in a Fairbanks little... reaches into his glove box, opens it up, takes out salad tongs, right. starts tossing <laughs> oil and vinegar, <laughs> pepper grinder. <laughs> Say when me. <laughs> Say when me. No, I did apply the uh, side of pepperoncinis that I packed and put a lid on. And waited till I was driving to kind of sprinkle them on. You brought your own pepperoncini. <laughs> so I didn't do any tossing, but I did do some uh, post-salad uh, made assembling. Yeah, I, I could see you're customizing it. Yeah, yeah. As you drove. Yeah, I like a salad to be a little like me. Me? What? <laughs> <laughs> I could see someone bringing their own pepperoncinis in the glove box to make Chicago-style hot dogs. And they were sport peppers. I could see some guy going like, ah, I always bring sport peppers and green relish or whatever yeah. it's called. And I don't even want to see the ketchup shit. Did you bring it in one of those little tiny Tupperwares? Yeah, I sure did. He found a use for the little tiny Tupperware. All the evidence is in my my front seat. Legend. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. What uh, what what other kinds of of healthy choices are you making? You mentioned that it's part of a it's part of a of trend. Right. I, I yeah. I did this part's boring, but I did something called the Whole Thirty Diet, and mm. it, it's very you have to learn how to cook very specific bland things, and you have to eat. Pieces of shredded zucchini that they call noodles. And there's a list of things. I had to go to Whole Foods, but you can't eat most things. It's vegetables and, like, you're supposed to eat a lot of meat, and I don't eat a lot of meat, so I was eating a lot of vegetables. But I, And you can't drink uh, during it. So for a month, I was like, oh, I've never done this, not drank. But that turned into me not – I haven't drank for five and a half months now. Wow. And oh, my yeah. brain – and I'm like not a I'm like would never say oh I'm sober now but I'm still doing it, and I only see benefits. My brain uh, works better. Yeah. Uh, my bouts of anger, you know how I used to get violent. That's all gone. <laughs> I was on the receiving end of it many times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in Canada, I dove and yeah. we rolled down a hill while punching like a old Heathcliff animation, just right. a cloud People, a with cloud fists. of dusts and, and meows coming out <laughs> yeah. of it. And then I pulled a fish skeleton, a whole fish skeleton, <laughs> out of your mouth. Right. It's a, Chris, yeah. can I ask you a question? A lot of times, you'll hear somebody who like uses hard drugs. Right. But they're going to lose their art if they stop using hard mm -hmm. drugs. Uh, when when you stop drinking, are you concerned you're going to lose your gift I have, I have... for for comic mumbling? No, no. I <laughs> you're I... probably the world's greatest comic mumbler. The funny thing is, uh, yeah, I've noticed that I am speaking more concisely when I do stand up. Like I'm, I my jokes are more clear. I'm going back to more traditional joke telling. <laughs> I think the mumbling was something I couldn't control. And maybe if I, every time I saw a video of me, I'm like, I didn't even finish that sentence. It turns out my stand-up is better if I finish the sentence. Wow. <laughs> and don't worry about the drugs. I have uh, little, four little uh, squares of acid in my wallet currently. Oh, great. And, uh, <laughs> one for you, one for Jesse, uh, one for oh, me, no, no. one for Brian I'm out there. I'm not offering it. It's just what <laughs> I have. Sounds like you were. <laughs> no <very> backsies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's a bad batch. It makes me cry. But, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I'm like, uh, you know, they call it California sober, whatever. I think uh, alcohol was the issue. I had a fall down in my bathroom. I I'd pull down the shower curtain, hit my head, and then I was like, I think I'm not going to. That was like my little wake-up call. Yeah, that seems it's like It's embarrassing. The next day, I was like, oh, my shower curtain. Oh, I remember when that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, But I'm not fun at part. Well, I went to a party. I went to your yeah, function last you night. Yeah, co-op Co-op party, get-together. And I, I can, if if I'm in a room full hang. of a bunch of group uh, drunk people, like uh, I can act. That's why I didn't expect I can hang. Well, that's the and thing. And I will hang. Isn't it's a lifelong non-drinker? The problem is for me that I'm already that guy. Yeah. So people can only see me with suspicion in that context. Right. You've, You've never been. Never been. Have a you even tried it? 
I mean, I've had like us. I've never been drunk. I've, wow. I've never had so more like, than you well, know. Well, what about with power? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and punch drunk. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You're like April Richardson or Daniel Tosh uh, in that way. Yeah. In well, that I, way. They've, they've also, two people I know that have never been drunk, and I almost saw it. But you should see Jesse Goof on Nutshot videos. Yeah, Jess Poino <laughs> is, is fantastically successful. But, like, I think when you are as square as me generally, you have a reputation for being a, a square and then you're not drinking at a party. Right. Uh, many people, it's less so when you're in your 40s, but when you're in your 20s, many people are concerned that you're like... Mm, wearing a wire. Yeah, wearing yeah. a wire, exactly. Like like uh, secretly running some kind of thing yeah. or like, uh, uh, you know, uh, being judging them and they yeah. should... But I feel like at this point in your life, right. A, and B, with your reputation as a fun guy, well-earned, not a concern. Yeah, and you're right. In your 40s, you expect people, anyone, a little bit in Montana, we had a show in a small town in Montana, they're like, a non-alcoholic, what? Like, they didn't even know what, sure. they didn't understand why I was even there. They were offended. <laughs> you're like, a non-alcoholic 7-Up, most... is that <laughs> yeah. weird here? Maybe I shouldn't be calling it that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I haven't gotten any judgment from it. I get uh, congratulations all the time, and I'm like, oh no, wait, I didn't. And then I start oversharing. It's not like, like I had a well, problem. You're like, mm. <laughs> you're like, I'm not saying it wasn't a problem. Like I'm do I'm doing it for a reason, but I wouldn't say like, yeah, ah, you know, <laughs> I did hit my head. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been. Yeah, but I, I think that the fact that I hit my head is impairing my judgment. That's <laughs> the cause. It's not so much that. Yeah, yeah. It was never the alcohol. It but was yeah, just I all I, the head hitting. I've mentioned this on the show a couple times, but I feel like you know, uh, the the my friend group is going. Uh, people are they're quitting drinking, but they're taking up mushrooms. Right. Yeah. Sure. And I, you know, I want people to like me and I want to do what the group is doing. Right. Um, but I'm scared. I'm scared of mushrooms. Are you? I Don't be. It's even especially the little uh, micro dosing of yeah. them. You'll just find that, oh, man, I had a great day. I was in a good mood. And for days I did ketamine at some EDM festival just so I could deal with the music. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> you got to do something. <laughs> it, uh and it was the kind you snort. And I don't want to sound like a bad guy. I've never done that before. I was, it, my brain, I was in a good mood for like three weeks. And I, this was before I learned that there is ketamine wow, therapy. Wow, three. Yes. It was like. I'd love to be in a good mood for three weeks. Yeah. I almost really, a month. Yeah. Maybe it was like, uh, it, maybe it was a month. Wow. Yeah. And so I'd I'm love a, to be in a good mood for three anything. <laughs> Yeah, three units, and it's not like you're high and in a ridiculous good mood, and to no, where people just... would be like, "Why is this guy so annoying and hugging me all the time?" I just noticed there was no what. Evil what could places. I snort, for example, to be in a good mood for three bites of sandwich, like three good, <laughs> well chewed sandwich bites? Here's what you do: you have you have a little dish of pepperoncinis, <laughs> <laughs> you chop them up real fine, <laughs> and you squeeze some juice in your eye. Yeah, nah, that wouldn't work. Yeah. I mean, Jordan. You need to be worried about it all look i've never taken mushrooms myself but someone close to me let's call her arisa tay mm -hmm. uh had a uh, had a really nice chat with jesus where he said she was doing a good job i don't want that i don't want you don't want him to tell you you're doing a good job no i don't want him to tell me anything yeah it was i want him to remain a mystery remember i was kind of annoying at the last max fun con where i had everyone lying on their backs looking at the stars and you just wanted to sleep and i'm like jordan you got to see these stars no that was fun that I is liked. one of the... i did want to go to sleep but i liked that it was happening it was it was a... and uh during that show something i don't recommend or endorse but i was uh, i i brought a bag of mushrooms with me and i a lot of them before that show, and mm. I felt like stand up was very fun. Can you you can do stand up while you I would have it? had anxiety about Blaine Capatch's son being in the front row, but not on mushrooms. I just played to him, and it was a blast. Yeah, Blaine Capatch's son is cool. He yeah, gets he it. is a cool kid. Junior Capatch yeah. gets it. Yeah, yeah, I I do want to. I think people at home can't see us, right. and so they're missing a gestural element. Um, I, I would like to suggest that. Chris Fairbanks, when he said, brought a bag of mushrooms and ate a bunch, 
It was the kind of like gesture that you would make if you were reaching into a bowl of almonds right. and then indicating that you had ate a shit ton of almonds. No. Like I uh, like actually, a claw shape. I was palming a basketball and doing a no look see yeah. behind the back <laughs> exactly. shot, and it was a switch. Yeah, uh, but it looks a lot like that's the how candy you won. That's how you won that game of horse. <laughs> yeah, I, my um, my therapist said she knows a shaman. Mm. Who will give you mushrooms and take you on a guided journey to improve your mental health? Well, then you should just go all the way and do an ayahuasca ceremony. Well, uh, this is the thing. So she, that's therapeutic. She's telling me about it. She's like, "I'll give you his number." Blah 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 blah. I'm I can't endorse this. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you're giving me his it's like uh, don't like, call the number. If you're, <laughs> it's like I'll resist calling the number. And Here then she is. goes. This is a test. Then she goes. Ah. Oh, didn't you tell me one time about your dad having drug-induced psychosis? Mm. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, sure. I'm not going to take the number back, but probably not a good idea. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair enough. Or like enough. you're susceptible to, I don't know I what may a you, you is, don't know. You don't know, you whether, you, old... you don't know whether you are, yeah. but you're more likely to if yeah, you somebody in your family You did. don't want to get clogged in the verve pipe. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't ever. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to sound. I've always been scared of anything. Weed makes me paranoid. I worry about my breathing. I feel like I need to check my bank account. Call my mom. Uh, back when, uh, I felt that way. I had a mom, and not to bum us out. People die. The point is, I, uh, used to be scared. Your of mom. Drugs. To be fair, yeah. your your mom should not have taken that many. Right. Right. <laughs> like, that's it's my. Like, this that is, is well. Listen, you're at an EDM festival. <laughs> yeah, it's kind something. of annoying. <laughs> My mom loved the. Oh, music. Chris! I was at a festival. <laughs> it's almost like she was in the room. <laughs> I thought I I thought I had I thought I had headed to the drum and bass tent, but it was a happy hardcore tent. <laughs> Where did you get audio of my mom practice it? And you know it... I can't stand that shit, this is, Christopher. This, it's starting to weird me out. Okay, how exactly well. this? Okay, well, wow. I okay, bought tickets well. for the wrong weekend. I thought it was Ozfest. <laughs> I'm known as the rich little of people's mom. Right. <laughs> do Gale, do Gale. <laughs> it's me, George. Oh my God! She's always calling herself Jordan's mom. <laughs> I'm introducing myself to Christopher. Wow! I I only know him through his mother. We go to EDM together. And we both hate it. That's oh, well. I, we like drum and bass. We just don't like happy hardcore. Yes. Yeah, I like techno, like Detroit techno, like hard techno, ghetto tech. I like. She goes into the specifics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the point is, I I do do those those drugs now for therapeutic reasons in small doses because I've found that they do. I'm not like one of these people that does drugs. I want to do been those. Doing them. I want to <laughs> do those drugs with a guy. Like the the thing that I want. It's like Hodgman used to have a uh, uh, Hodgman used to have a bit in his act about how excited he was when uh marijuana became a pill you can take like, oh yeah yeah sure like just in general just the general idea that I it like, comes in a discreet like, like of, of weed and like to me the prospect of like uh i mean when i started using marijuana years ago before i was the king of mm -hmm. drugs as i became the king mm -hmm. of drugs mm -hmm. Um, like what I wanted desperately was for some actual doctor to actually tell me how not it a, might actually not help Not a guy me. in a strip mall next to a plastic skeleton that he hung on the wall to make it look a yeah. little bit like a doctor's office. And like, yeah. I, I miss those guys. I miss that era of weed. That was so fun going into the bullshit strip mall doctor's office. If yeah. I could, if I could get one real doctor to tell me to take mushrooms and that it would be fine. Right. I'd be like, yes, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, I'd say. I think the the bad uh, rap drugs had for me, we always did too much. I smoked too much weed. Yeah, it was sure. too, if you do a little bit of everything, it's therapeutic. But the thing that really pulled me over the edge and becoming open to drugs is my dad, who's 79 now. He's had headaches his whole life and is... Uh, 
gotten shots and taken Excedrin, which ate holes in his stomach. He has almost died from trying to cure these headaches, and he always has one. He always has some form of headache. I'm familiar. They never figured it out. The only thing that alleviates it is him going down to his garage and smoking out of a big hunter's orange bong. Wow. And it is strong-ass weed. And I, it's just so funny. My dad's a pretty straight government job guy. And in his retirement, for the first time ever in his life, became a weed God, I guy. wish it— And it, it has changed his life. It's made him better. And so it's, I uh, so wish that it had done that for me. Like, it's yeah. like all I wish in the world— I, you got that nice government job. You're I got that nice uh, government job. I mean, I got to enjoy using marijuana, which does feel nice. Which You're a is, headache guy. Yo, oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since chronic, you were like chronic, 21? Chronic migraine, you were since I was 10. Migraines, okay. Yeah. But like, it, it, uh, if I have a headache, makes it worse. Yeah. If I don't have a headache, sometimes I wake up the next morning. With yeah, one. I can see that. Migraines are different, and everyone assumes my dad has migraines, including the doctors. But he just has a steady, mild, always headache that can get really bad. So he's just always yep. uh, taking stuff. And I'm always, familiar. Uh, concerned about the opioid crisis, as he pronounces it. I think that's right. <laughs> opioid. Opioid. Uh, so again, yeah. if he takes an opioid, does it make the? Because I, I, they gave me codeine when I was a kid. Because they, they got many more medications now than they did then. But one of the things that they would give you was like painkillers. Yeah. Before and I, never did anything. Oh really? It yeah. just makes your legs legs itch. Well, I mean, because <laughs> that's what I that's I got my hip replaced and then I just had itchy legs. I'm like, forget. I'd rather be in pain than. Kicking like a cricket <laughs> all night. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think my dad does. It's a combination. They gave you of... some. They gave you some cricket kicker. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, yeah. That yeah. sounds like something they would give you in Montana when they were mad that you <laughs> were yeah. drinking at the bar. Yeah, yeah. I'll get some cricket kicker and wash it up with a sarsaparilla. Guys, my legs are itchy. Do you mind if we take a quick break and come back in just a minute? <laughs> Let's itch our legs. We'll be back in just a second. I'll Can I itch yours, Jordan? Yeah, come on, get over here, come on. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy, detective. We're coming to London, England. If you're listening to this within driving or training distance... Of or well, hey, why not take what you fun folks call a lorry to London, England, <laughs> to see us at the London Podcast Festival, September fourteenth. Make a make a weekend of it. Go see Judge John Hodgman as well. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Maximumfun.org/events is where all the information is. Sarah Morgan's going to be on there, right? Yeah, our uh, we're going to have a cavalcade of celebrity guests. Um, but I would say I'm going to just go ahead and say most importantly, uh, our buddy Sarah Morgan, uh, the great, the hilarious, she's going to join us on stage. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about some of the other stuff we have planned in the coming weeks. But uh, you know, don't don't wait for that. Just go get those ticks. Maximumfun.org/events. Also. Uh, no matter where you are in this great world, uh, I might be coming nearby you with Judge John Hodgman. So go to MaximumFun.org slash events because we're doing a lot of places uh, on the in the Northeast and the Midwest that we have done before, but also a lot we haven't done before. And we're also doing Edinburgh, Dublin, Belfast, and Copenhagen. Mm. So if you live in one of those places, I really need you to get – I don't care if you've never listened to Judge John Hodgman before. Come. You'll have a good time. I'll sing. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, go to MaximumFun.org slash events. Lexington, Kentucky. We've never been there before. Do we have fans there? I don't know. But if you live there, are you doing something better that night? Probably not. Just going to hang home, stay home and watch TV otherwise. So come to Judge John Hodgman. MaximumFun.org slash events. Uh, of course, every episode of Jordan, Jesse Go is supported by the members of Maximum Fun. We thank those members. A tip of the cap to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. This week... We are also supported by Lumi Labs. Lumi Labs, of course, are the microdose people. Yes. Ever tried microdosing? Visit microdose.com and use JJGo for 30% off plus free shipping. Here's what microdosing is in this context. 
Lumi Labs makes these great gummies that give entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Uh, I love these things. They're tasty. Uh, they, they don't they don't zonk you out like other edibles. Uh, Jesse, you'll pop a Lumi Labs every now and then, right? Why not? You want to enjoy watching uh, Smokey and the Bandit 3 as we just did? <laughs> yeah, Remember I totally only? used a Lumi Lab before we watched Smokey and the Bandit 3. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and pop one of these uh, pop one of these microdose gummies. Uh, they taste great, and uh, you you get really good control of your dosing of the uh, the THC and CBD, so that you feel just the right amount of good and just the right amount of functional and etc. Whether it's you want to relax at night, you want to watch Smokey and the Bandit three, uh, you want to. Feel your genitals more. Whatever it is, <laughs> a lot, lot of uses, a lot of different uses. Uh, yeah, you know, new. Hey, new episodes of Stash Rules. Everything around me coming soon to your uh, bonus feed. But yeah, um, Lumi Labs, great, great, great for watching a flick. Great for chilling out. Great for doing a little creative work. They're awesome. If you need a little more, pop another one. You can get some of their stronger dose gummies. They got it all. There at their site. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code JJGO to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that is microdose.com code JJGO. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, by the way, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron will share your message with the world for a surprisingly small amount of money. We work cheap. If you listen to the show, we work cheap. If you don't listen to the show, you're out of luck. Oh, no, I'll still work cheap. <laughs> I don't oh, care really? what you listen to. <laughs> Are you making, like, custom podcasts for people? Yeah, whatever. You're a My Favorite Murderer fan. Uh, do you just, <laughs> just pretend kind of on to the be radio? Karen yeah. Kilgariff in custom podcasts? <laughs> Listen, we all we all got to make ends meet somehow. Okay, MaximumFun.org. There's a labor crisis. You're listening to this show now, so you're probably a listener. MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective uh chris fairbanks today's guest okay so we accidentally got into chris fairbanks's origin story before we while we were in the break which neither of us knew i mean like my my assumption always look i i consider you a friend chris we've known each other a long time now yes but the two of you like work together for years including a lot of times on the road doing fuel tv stuff yeah that's and fun. and fun. good times action and an action-packed job full of hard living nutsos and so i just assume that you know every secret about each other forever and you just started rolling out the fucking craziest origin story i've ever heard in my life as though it was nor a normal way to it have is, gotten into it comedy. is a weird way to have i uh yeah so m my friends and i we pretty much we were just skateboarding and drinking 40s and and uh i had no prospects about doing stand-up is this in montana in montana yeah and i'd finished college and uh just was living with i think seven friends in a house that uh used to be for nuns i think it was a nunnery so uh okay yeah yeah there's a swimming is this in missoula it was in missoula i mean once you're in missoula it, it, look on the one hand maybe you're the kind of guy that wants to move to new york or whatever if not you're just like Wow, get a load of this. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> most of my friends- This was pretty nice. Most of my friends have stayed there. And when I go back, I'm like, oh, I could have done this and I would have been happy in there. I, I envy their lives in, in, but part of me wants to be in New York. I never did move to New York. But I mean, not I a place not a place for a striver necessarily, but yeah. man, is it nice. It is nice. Uh, but So when I, I, we'd go out in like a group of 10 usually- uh, me and my friends, which is intimidating. And we were at a party at, after the bars, I think. And Let me and, ask you this. Do you guys have goofy nicknames? 
we get uh, no. I always wanted one. Yeah. Just call Mayor me Chris. McCheese. Like, just call me Mayor McCheese. <laughs> I can't believe you guessed it. Yeah, but I just wanted little ones. Right. CJ, you Mayor can't Mac. start your own. Uh, you know, the other Chris's. Chris Bacon was called Bacon. The other yeah. Chris Lamb was called Slammer. I'm just Chris. You anyway. know what? You start wanting it, and all of a sudden, fucking Nick Adams is calling you Thorny every time you talk to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Thorny, come on. Yeah, I don't. Nick, want you're it. a professional comedian and comedy writer you can do better than thorny a, a handful of people call me fairby and i'm uh and i'm okay with that fairby's pretty fun i like fairby yeah so we were at a party we got kicked out because i i i was trying on her shoes like this this girl that uh had high heeled shoes and i was trying on her clothes and then i broke a lamp we were drunk <laughs> we got kicked out but then you were uh, any lamp related drunken activity feels like it should be done by jack lemon I and I go to Lemon for the classics, and of course I started with the shade on my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a way to let everyone yeah. know you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, I can't just do a funny dance. You have to have a lampshade right. on yeah. your head. Uh, but we, she actually kicked us out, and then uh, this was at a time where uh, you would put an ad. She put an ad in the personals section of our local independent paper, and my mom found it. Which she, my mom found another one when a girl, hey, you have leopard hair. I had dyed my hair like a leopard, and she's like, "This girl wants to meet you. You're you're the only guy in town with leopard hair." My mom, you're always- like, "No, no, no. You haven't been down to the leopard clubhouse in Missoula." <laughs> yeah, I like that mom? your mom was reading the like alternative weekly. I, I like that she. I'm afraid she was looking for herself. Like I think there was dating personals and stuff, but she found one for me. She's right. like, "Hey, you, I kicked you out of a, a party. Do you want to start doing improv comedy?" Before I kicked <laughs> you out, I noticed yeah. you were very funny. <laughs> So I called this number. You're like, I'm trying on your shoes, and I'm trying on your yeah. clothes, and I'm breaking your lamp. Yeah, yes. I guess and did a lot of bad mm-hmm. things. That we night. locked eyes across the subway platform. You were breaking my lamp. I was kicking you out of my apartment. <laughs> Do you want to start a group together for five years? And uh, I didn't even know what improv comedy was, and she just said, you know, like, whose line is it anyway? This is on the phone. And then I met with her, and there was a math teacher that wanted to do improv. It was a, a real ragtag group. And Where do you do improv in Missoula? We did it at uh, uh, a couple bars, and I didn't realize how good we had it. We'd like get 500 bucks a week. That's like, for the time. That's the more 90s. than anyone has ever made doing <laughs> improv, other it's, than the cast members of Whose Line Is It Anyway? And maybe that, yeah, like, know. maybe those people that moved to Amsterdam and do it. Oh, boom, Chicago. Yeah. yeah they probably yeah. get the 500 a week, right? Yeah. They, wow. And, and five. So, there's some French clown groups in Montreal that have raked it in. Uh-huh. There's only a handful. <laughs> And uh, and I, without uh, Eva Gilliam was her name. Without her uh, kicking me out of her apartment and then asking me to start doing improv, I don't think I ever would have. You guys were just traveling from bar to bar, getting yeah. five hundred dollars, like some kind of improv. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Like we, a roadhouse mm-hmm. of improv. We did a People lot. People will be, well, you're going to have to bring in these guys. Sure. They're yeah. expensive, but they're <laughs> yeah, worth it. clean it up. Sam D- Elliott During comes a scene, I'd you. see it. That guy's knife turns, his boot has a knife in the toe. Mm-hmm. We, we do a lot of uh, house cleaning during, while improving. Uh, we were bouncers, yeah. Can I, Jordan, you're a roadhouse guy, right? Yeah, you like those. Since movies. way back? I do, yeah. Okay. I had never seen Roadhouse, but then I got a stationary bicycle. I had to watch things on my stationary bicycle. <laughs> it comes didn't, with the stationary. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't <laughs> want to. Preloaded five movies into this. <laughs> yeah, it's a Peloton Swayze edition. <laughs> right. Um, he signed it. Yeah. Peloton Swayze. Uh, someone write that down. It's a. I'm changing <laughs> it. You know to what? A, Title of the episode. Let's say it. Yeah. Peloton <laughs> colon Swayze edition. So I've been looking for things that. I would enjoy watching rather than, that wouldn't make me sad or like need me to. And I had never seen Roadhouse mm-hmm. before. And I was like, oh, I should probably watch Roadhouse. Yeah, That's should. probably like that. Um, no one prepared me for like, I think the first two thirds of the movie were roughly what I thought they were going to mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Which is a sort of preposterous but charming, amiable uh, film on this 
silly premise of this guy. Like I, everyone always says, like the premise sure. is that he's a famous bouncer. Like it, it's well, up there with cocktail as far as uh, right, the oh, yeah, most famous sure. cocktail mixer. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, and that's <laughs> who fine. Said, who reads poetry? Yeah. And everyone in the bar stops to listen to this guy's uh, poem. Eighties cokehead writing. Yeah. But like you know, I. It's very pleasant, you sure, know. What I mean? yeah. It's like it's like a pleasant. Uh, it it was a roughly what I thought it would be. It was maybe like the, like the good version of what it like. I wasn't a hundred percent sure if it, how ironic people's appreciation of of it was, but it doesn't seem to be because it certainly didn't strike me as ironically appreciable, other than that premise. And then in the last like half hour of it, it becomes like the most insane. He rips a guy's throat out yeah. at yeah. the fucking end of the second act. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Right. Yeah. And it's maybe because they just hired this effects guy that was good at uh, he, that was just his thing. He just put tracheas into everything. Yeah, it's I've been loving that. Uh, I think it's a very well made uh, show. The uh, the movies that made us. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The RoboCop, but then they have Ghostbusters. It's just uh, the the strife on set, the budget they had to work with, the uh, the 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 executive assholes they interview them that were like uh it's so fun to watch but the action movies like uh it's it's crazy to see how much of it is oh my friend does special effects so all of a sudden that's part of the movie gory right i don't think robocop was i think robocop they did want to make a gory movie so that's a bad example well robocop also that's another movie that i only saw as an adult yeah and i'm like when i say as an adult i only saw robocop for the first time Two years ago, I had never seen it as a kid, or you know, right. I think most people saw it when they were nine or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I think RoboCop Two was maybe like the first R-rated movie I saw in a theater. I think my dad took me to it. Yeah, I think I was ten or something. Yeah, RoboCop is the one of the most bleak, brutal movies yeah, I've yeah. ever seen in my life. It and is. you're I, like, I understand that it's a satire and well. But like the level <laughs> in the beginning when they're killing sick brutality. The dad when Red from Seventy Show, the Seventy Show dad is just uh, eeny meeny miny mo blowing off his hand, blow sure, off his yeah. head, and Can they you fly, show Bobby. Them. Yeah, it is insane that the, how gory that is. It's and funny because like there's bonkers. Act, it was like, almost rated X. That's part yeah. of the movies that made us thing. It's, like we live in a golden age of bonkers action films, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's some truly insane things on screen. But, like, that was a time when a a really regular movie would have a borderline psychopathic yeah. level of commitment to to just, like, grim violence. Yeah, like, yeah. not even, like, not silly violence. Just, like, you're just, like, I think it was 48 hours or something I watched. And it just has a... A long torture scene. Yeah. That's it seems like, like maybe, yeah. like, the 80s was kind of, like... You still have that '70s thing of like, oh, this is about how fucked up humanity is. This is these are all taxi driver yeah. in a weird way, and then and now we're like to the Fast and Furious movies that don't make you feel anything yeah. other than yeah. like, haha, the car shouldn't be doing that, but it's doing that. Yeah. You know, no one's ever been like upset by a Fast and Furious yeah. movie, but yeah, those movies, I guess, they had some like they were aspiring to some sort of like pretty fucked up, right? This yeah. is what society does anyway. Yeah, I just I I the thing that caught me by surprise to put a bow on my Jesse's feelings about Roadhouse, which overall <laughs> I really enjoyed, and anybody who's like me and made it forty years without watching Roadhouse should totally watch it because it's agree. a blast. Yeah, um, is just he really does at the end of the second act rip a guy's throat out, right, and then. The his girlfriend, Kelly Slater, uh, who's not good at acting, uh, is a doctor, and she's t- terrified. How could I have fallen in love with a man who could rip another man's throat out? And then later, she's still in love with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're like, no, ma'am, you saw you saw him holding a throat in his hand. It's also, yeah, that movie that's like, we, we knew a throat guy, so we put in a throat yeah. scene. But also, 
we have a friend with a monster truck. So at the end, <laughs> there's just a monster truck. Oh, yeah. I did enjoy that. I enjoyed everything about the presence of the, that monster oh, truck. Rules. Last yeah. night, I had never... My sister always said it was one of her favorite movies, but uh, I cannot believe it has the actors in it and was made in the mid-'90s. Uh, but Tu Wong Fu... Thanks oh, yeah. for everything, Julie Newmar. Yeah. Which uh, I haven't seen. I'm it, a big Priscilla it, nut. but And I just <laughs> wanted to watch it to see how uh, off they were when it comes to the way they're talking about trans people. And, all. you yeah, know, I'm like, sure. oh, this is going to be. It's pretty. The, anyone could watch it today. And the fact that Wesley Snipes and. Uh, no, John and, Leguizamo and Patrick Swayze. Uh, Sway, yeah, Leguizamo. He's always hard pill for me to swallow he's really he's really he's, uh, there's a lot of him he's kind of an annoying but yeah, he's not a, great you're, in you're it. not a pest man i'm not i'm not <laughs> you're I not think, a pest you and i have talked about the pest <laughs> i don't like him as a villain in uh the, spawn the, the, spawn thank you guys <laughs> but uh you're I nuts like about the super mario brothers movie uh, no that's what that's the peak of my anger i'll but tell you i'll I tell like you this a, i like an older leguizamo i like ozark leguizamo or whatever yeah i, I thought like. i was gonna have that experience i watched rewatched priscilla queen of the desert recently as well which i I have watched when I was a teen or whatever and loved. Yeah. There is a very racist character in it. Right. Uh, I expected their people to be very homophobic, violent. And well, have that's to be the like, thing. Well, I'm, like, now I'm Patrick Swayze and fighting. That It didn't, it was I mean, very you, good. You have, tone deaf at all. you have straight and, and uh, all cis leads. Yeah. Um, I think they're all. It wouldn't happen now. Uh, But they're definitely all says. However, that I was astonished at how beautiful. One of the characters in Priscilla is trans. Yeah. Uh, The other two are are just drag queens, but um, uh, Terrence Stamp's character is trans, and it is so lovely. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, and like. Certainly, I I'm glad that all these years later we can advocate for trans people playing trans characters sure. and so forth. But I was like, other than other than this mail order bride character that is very bad, yeah, but is only in a couple of scenes. Like I was like, oh, way to go, thirty years ago. Me too. That's how I felt with this. I and I I like that. Uh, Wesley Snipes and Swayze became these characters. They were into it. They weren't being cartoonish. I thought they'd be acting cartoonish, and even I would be uh, offended hey, by Gazeria that. Hey, Kazaria Birdcage, maybe that's what we're thinking Yeah, about? not yeah. even at that level. No, they became the much like when I watched the new uh, Kids in the Hall, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if they can get away with what they used to. But yeah. they become these women. They are acting... Yeah. Uh, uh, they're just good actors. That's what, and I think it's the best thing I've ever seen Wesley Snipes do. And he's like an even action better guy. than Demolition Man. Yeah, it's crazy because they're action guys, and they really nail this. But I maybe I was in the right mood, and uh, you know how I'm on drugs constantly lately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were. Yeah, here you're gonna give everybody some of the acid in your wallet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. I think I heard that. We want to cry acid. too, Chris. <laughs> I just dropped it in there. It's a little squares. okay, yeah, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's summertime. Yeah. That means we're asking our listeners to call us with their summer boy activities. Every summer, of course, we pay tribute to George. The time uh, a, a person who was driving Jordan at the airport said he looked like a real summer boy uh, through a celebration of the spirit of being a summer boy, a genderless uh, seasonal festival. Okay. Um, of behaviors and activities. Yes. Does that seem about right? Beautiful. Breast play, Brian. Scott Stapp couldn't have said it better. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and special guest Ben Harrison. This is Stephen in Pennsylvania calling with a summer boy activity report. I just ran a naked 5K. I am not a runner, so I came in at a blistering 45 minutes. Now I'm going to go soak in a hot tub with people who are twice as old, twice as fast, and have 5% of the body hair I do. Love you guys. And now I can say with total certainty now, pussy's still good. Yeah, pussy still good is our slogan for 2023. Just fucking just doing it. Uh, I thought <laughs> wow. he was going to say, uh, I did a naked 5K. I am not a runner, and I have never been nude. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish. I like that a middle-aged person. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I think we all know a 60-year-old exerciser. You know, sure. these, yeah. you know these wiry, deeply tanned people. Mm-hmm. 
um, that like one of these people is so committed to their 5K that they like uh, shave down and grease up like Michael Phelps or something. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've i never, I'm not, it's the naked part that would, and I I like being naked. I've gotten naked when you're not supposed to be naked. I've got, I've, well, what are some examples? <laughs> I've gone into a bar naked and tried to open a beer, order a beer. I didn't get to opening it. They yeah. ushered me out. But it, you're not supposed to be naked. The minute you go to sure. a nude beach, like I went to a nude beach in Hawaii and it was a bunch of older folk. And the first thing I saw is a guy surfing and he had a cartoonishly long <laughs> penis flopping around yeah. as he was. He was like, da- he, they're all. I think if you have if you have the cartoonishly large floppy penis, you're more inclined to become a nude surfer. Yeah. You're like, you know what's great? You know, yeah. He should have been in the foreground, though. That, that was if a cartoonish I... enough penis that he shouldn't have been back in the mm-hmm. waves. I feel like if I was at a nude beach in Hawaii and I had a cartoonishly long mm-hmm. floppy penis, I would be doing like beach movie stuff, like the Watusi. Oh, he was sure. dancing while surfing. He had oh, like okay. some right. Egyptian dance and he was really playing it up so it Got would it. flop okay. in Great. more. And then he Perfect. had a little fight with the Joker and you could see the Joker's mustache on <laughs> yeah. using the face paint. Yeah. All in a Dutch angle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but but I uh, I got really Have you shy. guys by the way I wouldn't seen... get naked. <laughs> Have you guys seen Frankie Avalon's cartoonishly long floppy penis? <laughs> yeah. Thing's incredible. Okay. Annette was a lucky gal. Yeah. <laughs> if they were married, maybe they were brother and sister. I'm not sure. <laughs> yes. Can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen one of those. <laughs> Is what I said awful? <laughs> I just wonder that that 5K has to be like nudist type people. Like they're so, sounds like it because yeah, it I didn't like get naked. A... The girls I was I was with or friends from Montana, they got naked right away, and I'm like, I don't my I'm just uh, I wasn't presentation ready even at sure. a doctor. I I like to get ready to be naked, uh, if you know what I mean. But anyway, I, here's I just... my here's my concern about the 5K here. Yeah, obviously chafing. If it was me. If it was me doing the 5K, my first concern would be my just general cardiovascular health. Like, I'd get winded. That would be my first. Jordan's an athlete. This guy's swimming up and down the mighty Mississippi with his friends from the Burbank Swim Club. No, not the Mississippi. But <laughs> the, not, uh, no, oh, the Rio Grande, yeah, sure. more tame rivers. No, yes. not the Missouri. Maybe the yeah, Missouri. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. So the Kern, <laughs> um, I love the Kern, beautiful river. Uh, so uh, my fear would be that would sun, be my first. So here, but here's the thing. Yeah. So here's my okay. This is my concern. I don't look. I don't have a cartoonishly long floppy penis. I have a very medium penis. Right. And I don't think I've always worn supportive underwear. Right. I don't think things are unusually floppy down there. Mm. Okay. Right. I feel like the flopping seems borderline dangerous to me. I feel like I would clip something. I feel like I would I would get a I would bruise. Right. I would and chafing, sure, but you can put that like running, you know, running butter or There's whatever powders, it's called. Cream, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. That would be my man because I just need some sun. But you can't like open that. up the back of Runner's World and find an anti anti flopping cream. Yeah, mine is floppy and long, but very lightweight. I've right. Always, I have always liked that about my penis. <laughs> like a bird sure. skeleton. Yeah, it's, it's hollow. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's bird. I'm very bird boned when it comes to. Yeah, it's more of a. It's more like one of those kind of clown balloons than it is like a water snake yeah, situation. Yeah, my penis is roughly the toy the water snake. You know, the one that glubs around. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You get one of those at the museum gift shop yeah. for some yeah. reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's educational, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's science. It teaches it's, you uh, not to fuck with water snakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be poisonous. Wait, can you wear shoes? I have so many more questions. I don't. I can't run barefoot. So you are suggesting that maybe they don't wear shoes? I wouldn't. That, I, they, I guess I, you're not nude if you're wearing shoes. Yeah. Seems like the these bowl? are some fucking 
poser nudists. Yeah. When we went to this beach in Hawaii, I'll never forget the oldest guy. He was like the leader. He's like, so, what <laughs> Wait, brought you to our little- He was holding the conch. <laughs> yeah, he just had a flowery he headdress. Uh, <laughs> and he said, what brought you to our little spot? And he put his leg up yep. on a rock just so I was eye to eye with his- uh, He really was- Present- He's presenting. Shoved. He was really peacocking. Yeah. And uh, uh, right in my face. And <laughs> Turned I like, around, bent over, enough. bright red. Red and blue ass. I know what you're doing, sir. And then, yeah. Like sir, a, are see, you a mandrel? mandrel. <laughs> sir, are you a mandrel? <laughs> you guys Guilty want to, as charged. Uh, we'll be back a in just a second okay. on Jordan yeah. Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> la, 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 la. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Jarrett Hill. And I'm Trayvon Anderson. And we want to know, have you ever had mixed feelings about the things that you love? Ooh, maybe about the things that you hate? Then Fantai is the show for you. Fantai is the podcast for all those complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives. You might have conflicting feelings about Kamala Harris or mm-hmm. propaganda or mm-hmm. interracial friending. Mm-hmm. That's all right, because we do too. And we get into it every single Thursday. Catch this Slay Worthy audio at MaximumFun.org. That's MaximumFun.org slash Fanti. That's F-A-N-T-I. Come get all this good good. Or this great great. You there. Have you considered listening to the Beef and Dairy Network, an award-winning comedy show in the form of a newsletter podcast for the beef and dairy industries? Well, maybe you should. And why don't you try our most recent episode, episode 99, which features American man Paul F. Tompkins playing Queen Elizabeth II's former personal beef sommelier. I would sleep in my clothes and my uniform. It's not dissimilar to the uniform of the beef eaters, the, the guards you see at the Tower of London, who are obviously misnamed. None of them eat beef. They, they exclusively eat raven meat. That's the Beef and Dairy Network. I did ask the Queen if she would execute my brother. Find the show at MaximumFun.org. I hope there's beef in heaven. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Chris Fairbanks, today's guest. Well, Chris Fairbanks, it is always a joy to talk to you. And, I, you know, I think there's a lot of Jordan, Jesse, go listeners out there who are big Chris Fairbanks fans. I hope that they listen to your podcast with the great Karen Kilgariff. Do you need a ride? I think there has been some crossover, and I thank you all for that. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I think if you're a Jordan, Jesse, go fan, you're a Chris Fairbanks fan, unless you're a fucking asshole. Right. Well, we came way later, so... You know what? I take that. I take that back. If anybody doesn't like Chris Fairbanks, I'm on your side, not on Fairbanks' <laughs> side. Right, right. I yeah. can't, we can't afford to lose fans over fucking right, Fairbanks. Exactly. We eat each and every one of you. I'm not, <laughs> we're not getting anyone new. <laughs> I'm not for everyone. You yeah. guys Chris are for Fairbanks. That's You're it. for Let's, me, we're Chris. We're down the middle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I You're think for that, me. Listen, I think that Creed Crew song, that that's a four-quadrant song parody. Everyone, you yeah. know, that's a, that's a Barbie movie is what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everybody can like that. I'll tell you this, though. He's one of the first one octave singers did you know that <laughs> i don't know i just chris, thought that sounded funny chris i gotta tell i gotta tell you this i've always been a big fan of your stand-up i'm gonna have to see this new less mumbling version because i'm not as confident i'm worried that with that without your signature mumbles without you without you mumbling instead of saying the punchline there <laughs> there's i call back to it there are some mumbles there's some incoherence I've a, I, I, there are times when I've seen you do 10-minute versions of one joke where you just mumble and backtrack for most of it. I That's like, some of my favorite stand-up comedy ever. I, th- I think I'd surprise myself. I bet I still do have some. But okay. people, the climate's changed. you got to tell more stories. People want to know about you. Now I'm worried that it's, Andy Kindler's stand-up isn't just him complaining about the one joke he did in his entire set. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see. Where, like, hey, Kindler, if you're listening, we all want to watch you do stand-up. Yeah, we everybody do. wants to watch. We do. Look, yeah. we're tired of, we've seen every episode of the Wizards of Waverly Place. That was <laughs> me on the Wizards of Waverly Place. I think he was. Uh, Chris, yes. Uh, do you need a ride? Super hilarious. You're hilarious. Karen's hilarious. Thanks. And you, you're returning to the to the original premise. Yes. Uh, you guys had to, had to pivot to Zoom. Right. Uh, but now you're back. Driving around Burbank doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah, not not necessarily going to airports yet, but we are willing to go to the Burbank airport. But yeah, the the whole I didn't realize how much I was missing 
and I appreciate now the when a guest is in the back seat looking just at the back of your head uh, I think most people are more open and free to be silly and yeah. say things without thinking when they're not looking at your face. When I was young and I remember uh, first dealing with adults in time, like, do I look at both eyes or one eye? Oh, I have to look away. I and blink. To be it's, clear, the premise of your show is that you and Karen are giving the guest a ride somewhere. Right. And yes. it's literal. And we record in the car and we usually just pick them up and drive around their neighborhood. And... Uh, uh, it's not just that topics come up because a bird scooter will roll across our hood or whatever. That hasn't happened yet. Weird example. But things... <laughs> Birds don't helps. even ride scooters yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the owls are... Uh, oh! the, yeah, that's the, often conversation is swiped by something happening, a bad driver or something. And I forgot we relied on that because now we, we, have, uh, we have that to fall back on. But I like how people act in the back seat. They never see our faces. I just realized how different that is for a podcast. And I, after doing it over Zoom, I realized people are loose and silly when yeah. they're not looking at another person's face. Like you are in a, you know, when you're on a phone and you talk to someone forever or you're in a, on a road trip and everyone can't stop talking. Easier to be intimate, too. I mean, it's yeah. like there's a reason that uh, parents always have difficult conversations with their kids when they're driving them to school. Right. And and why people, a lot of their ter- first time having sex was that old time drive-in movie. Yeah, absolutely. Or the up intimacy. at the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You got to go to Lover's Bluff. Can you, can you encourage? <laughs> or in SeaWorld after it closed. <laughs> yeah. Love. Just me. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Jordan loves some blowhole. <laughs> That's true. Chris it's not with a whale. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was sorry. with a woman named Blowhole. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Sabrina name. Blowhole. <laughs> Chris, I, I haven't been on Do You Need a Ride yet. Yeah. But I, I was thinking it? of heading up to the point on Saturday mm-hmm. night. I don't know if you guys Well, would you care to have a lift there? I say the thing wrong. Oh. My own thing I say it wrong. <laughs> oh jeez. My own thing I speak he it wrong. He said though it was supposed to be do right. you need I a know, ride? Well, there. Hey, thanks for listening to Jesse and Jordan say things. Oh, oh no. we're all forgetting our podcast <laughs> name. Uh, our, th- our theme music is "Love You" by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic <laughs> Records. Brian Sunny D Fernandez back on the boards yeah. this week, filling in for Matt Lieb. Nice to see Brian, our producer emeritus. Matt Lieb, our regular producer, uh, cutting this week's show. Um, uh, are there any other things about our show? Well, be I don't sure remember. The song again. Be uh, sure to listen. <laughs> Listen to Jesse's other show, Middle of a Dartboard? <laughs> we'll Jim John Hodgman? <laughs> we'll talk oh, to you. Oh, these aren't the names. We'll talk crackers. to you. <laughs> you guys are full of horse feathers. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.